there. This is Andy Bates, Director of Programming for KFUO Radio. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. I want to let you know that today's episode was recorded during Shareathon 2021, which is KFUO's annual opportunity for you to join us in partnership and support KFUO. As you'll listen to the program, you'll notice that we give out a phone number for you to call in and pledge your support. That was for the live program. You can still pledge your support. You can still make a gift to KFUO. You can do that online by going to kfuo.org and looking for the donate button, or you can do that by text. Just send a text message to the number 41444 and then enter KFUO as the message. That's right. 41444 is the number you're sending the message to, and KFUO is the message. Click send. You'll get a message right back that'll walk you through those steps on your mobile device to make a gift. It's super easy to do. Thanks so much for listening and thanks for your support. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm a little excited about this. (laughs) I have been so stoked about this particular uh, conversation on the coffee hour because I love when we talk with creatives, but even more fun when we bring them all together in one program today. This is so fun. Uh, (laughs) We have some great guests to share with you today. Um, You know Deaconess Heidi Gaiman from Mental Health Monday. She's Mm -hmm. also an author as well. Heidi, good morning. Morning. And uh, an artist who was recently on the Lutheran Ladies Lounge, yes. and she's been a guest here on the Coffee Hour before, the wonderful jazz artist, Erin Bodie. Good morning, Erin. Good morning. It is so great to have you with us. And the the poet that uh, just blew us away uh, a little over a year, it's been more than a year now, Tanner Olson of Written to Speak. Tanner, thanks so much for joining us. Hello, hello. Well, thanks, everybody, for being game for a fun half hour of creatives and uh, and, and accepting the challenge for a, a discussion on the intersection of faith, art, and wellness. So, oh, yes. I know, this is going to be fun. It's a all little right. mind-blowing. So... <laughs> All right, let's start let's start with Aaron. Aaron, when did you realize that art was going to be a significant part of your life? Oh, that's a really great question. Um I really you know, I I I it's almost before I can even <laughs> I think I could even articulate it. I you know, from a very early age, probably around 3, I have memories of um of music. Um, my, my brother, uh, Christian, who is, um, he's seven years older than I am. Um, he in, in a musical when I was just three years old and it was at the, the wonderful Guthrie theater in downtown Minneapolis or in uptown Minneapolis. And, um, I wasn't in school yet. So, um, I would go to rehearsals with, um, my, my mom and my brother, Chris, and it was, it was a Christmas carol. So it was, it was, you know, right before Christmas time. And I just, I, I actually have strong memories of going to rehearsals and the dress rehearsal and going backstage and meeting the, the actors. And it was just something in me. I felt it at that time. I needed to be a part of music and, and performing. And I, I wanted it so much. <laughs> and I just remember that feeling, um, just from really early. So I think there was just something about, um, expressing yourself and and um, sharing that with people that that moved me even at that age, so yeah. <laughs> Tanner, what about you? When when did you realize that art was going to be a part of your creative life? 
Yeah, well, growing up, I never thought I would consider myself an artist by any means. I grew up wanting to be in the NBA. And just to let everybody know, <laughs> that didn't happen. At least not it's yet. It's on hold. Uh, I know this. It's on, you know, you have to put some dreams on hold. My dream of being in the NBA is on hold right now. And I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I'm five foot ten. Um, so that's not going to happen. But uh, I can remember. Uh, I went to like this a show back in Orlando where I'm from, uh, and it was a show called Heavy and Light. And so there was artists and speakers, and the evening opened up with a poet. And I was about 18, 19, 20 years old, um, and I was just I was blown away. Like it was like when time stood still. I watched him. I took everything in, and and I was like, well, how do you? do that? Like, how do you become a poet? And it turns out you can just become one. Like anyone can become a poet. You just, you just have to start. And so it was really then when I was like, oh, maybe this is something that I'd like to do. Uh, and then I just started writing and didn't really talk about it for, for years. And now it's my job. And you're really good at it. Mm. So that's awesome. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Heidi, Heidi, what's your story? Well, first of all, shout out to Heavy and Light. Yeah, that was, uh, yes, yes. it was a huge place that taught me that mental health, um, and our, um, our creative selves as well as our spiritual faithful selves could meet. So that, that was a pretty cool overlay. I love it. So my story goes, uh, um, there was once a little girl and a <laughs> tiny little cubby underneath a stairwell. And so we had this toy room and the toy room was really awesome. And it was big and it had a closet full of games and all of this stuff. And, um, you know, it got really messy and every like once a month, my mom would come in and like terrorize and say like, clean all this up, you know? Um, and so I stopped using the toy room because of that dynamic and started using this tiny little spot underneath the stairwell. And that was the spot that I just started writing things. And, um, I loved notebooks. I loved all of the physical things that went along with writing. Um, and so that, that stairwell was also filled with like baby dolls and fake food and things like that. But my parents were really awesome. And, kept uh, me fueled with uh, tiny little notebooks to sit uh, in blankets and pillows and had just have a space. So I started with a lot of poetry. I think that was a big medium for me. And then um, just writing uh, stories as they happened in my life and in the lives of those around me. It was just a great way to process the world, I think, as a kid and have been doing it, I think, ever since. Hmm. So where does faith inform your art? We'll, we'll go ahead and start with Heidi and work our way back. Heidi, where does faith inform your art? Uh, particularly, I, I know writing is, is, primary, is your primary art, but uh, or at least I'm assuming that's your primary art because that's the one you've shared with us. Um, how does faith inform that? I think mostly uh, it is such a spiritual process to be creative. And I'm, I'm not sure you can connect with a God who is so creative. And Connie Denninger uh, taught me this, uh, the, one of the co-founders of Visual Faith Ministry, that you, you connect with a creative God through creativity. And we all have creative processes. And I think we intuitively understand that when we're really, really little. When I have kids in therapy, they go too. They like to create things and that's how they process the world. And um, they like to play. That's how they process the world. And through that imaginative space, 
that is where I first started to understand that God just wanted to spend time with me. Um, whereas like the church was always a great place to learn who God was and, and the stories of Jesus. I think that we all need these other spaces in our life. And sometimes that's the church. Uh, sometimes it's other spaces where God meets us through relationship or just on our own and says, Hey, I want to spend time with you. Let's delight in one another. And so for me, I think that delightful space that is play and is creativity is often the space that we accidentally miss in a productivity oriented culture. Mm -hmm. uh, and so again, as kids, we do it intuitively. And I think I just never lost that. <laughs> I really <laughs> like being a kid inside and honoring that kid inside. And then when I started studying mental health, it kind of all came together as a picture of uh, the way God uses restorative processes in our body through creativity. Mm -hmm. Tanner, how about you? How does faith, uh, your faith inform your poetry and your, your, the, your creativity? I don't know if I would be doing what I'm doing if it wasn't for my faith, if it wasn't for what I know to be true and, and, and what I believe. When I sit down to write and to create something, the hope is that what I'm writing and what I'm creating will not only draw me closer to God, but will also invite somebody else to be drawn closer to him as well, to take the the wonderings and the questions and the ideas and to share them in a way that other people can read it and say, me too, or that's exactly what I was thinking. I just didn't have the words for it. And for me, faith invites me to do the thing that I'm really bad at, which is <laughs> slowing down, right? And so it just allows me to kind of slow down, to be still and to bring forward everything that is inside of me, the person that God created me to be and to put it on a piece of paper and to share that with the world for whoever else needs to hear it or needs to scroll past it, whichever one mm -hmm. comes first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aaron, what about you? How, do, how does uh, your faith inform your, your art and your music? Well, I, you know, as a performer, there's, you know, I feel like I, I'm kind of pulled in a couple of different directions when it comes to what my job is as, you know, being uh, creative and that kind of thing. Uh, you know, recently I, and I, we talked about this in the Lutheran Ladies Lounge, that <laughs> I started a project where I'm writing songs for people on request, you know, to like commemorate or celebrate special times in their lives. Or memories that they want to share mm -hmm. um, with loved ones. And, you know, when it comes to that kind of thing, um, you know, I, I have to get to know each client individually. And I don't know, even you know, there's no predicting who's going to come and ask to have a song written. And, and they're, they may have a completely different background than I do. Mm -hmm. But for me, I, I've always found that even if I'm not writing a song for a fellow Christian or I'm writing my own faith in a song, um, I, I just feel that the, the, one of the wonderful gifts that God has given us with, with <laughs> just being our creator and, and giving us life is the perspective that that gives us. Mm. Um, there's an insight to knowing who made us um, that is, to me, completely invaluable. And I feel like knowing who made me, I can, I can sort of, you know, understand people and and understand life in a in a way that I I would have no capability of doing otherwise, and um, so I feel like it, it helps me when I'm writing a song to to know um, that God gave me the gift of creativity, and even when I'm feeling my goodness, like nothing's coming out. In fact, <laughs> in this particular moment right now, 
<laughs> I have to go to a recording session to record a song that I'm writing for somebody. And I'm just, I'm just you know, don't tell anybody this. Don't let this out. But I haven't completely finished the lyrics yet. <laughs> I'm going to be doing a lot of praying. <laughs> but, you know, like, I just, I feel like it's such a gift that God gives us. He, he puts these things in. He gives us all this. Uh, information and insight, and it's it's something that you know to to get it out in a creative way is just such a, an incredible experience and a blessing, and and um you know and then I just think you know growing up as a pastor's daughter, um when I'm when I'm performing and I'm in front of people and I, and after concerts I love to go talk to people afterwards, and I, it never ceases. I'm always I think just because it was my formative time of my life. I always watched my dad with people after church or after a, a church dinner or something, mm-hmm. sitting with them or talking with them, standing with them, asking them questions, talking to them. And I feel like that's just something that is instilled in me, that to care about the people that have come to to spend time together and get to know them and, and hear about their lives. And it's just one of my favorite parts. And I, I think about him, every my dad, every time I'm with people, and and how would my dad be talking to them? And mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just kind of one of those nice things that that I think Christians do together. But I think it can be, you know, in any setting. So, yeah. That's encouraging. And we have more to share from our creative friends who are so graciously spending some time with us this morning. I could just have this conversation all day. They're yep. just great people. We have more <laughs> to share in just a moment. It is share 2021, and we would love for you to partner with us here at KFUO. Call 1-800-730-2727 or 314-821-0850 to join with us, to partner with us. If you appreciate programs like this where we get to, to talk about what... Uh, what God has done for us and how that, that shapes our daily lives, no matter what our vocations are, whether you're a, a jazz artist, a therapist, <laughs> a poet, or a shoemaker, whatever your vocation <laughs> is, um, wh- whatever that may be, uh, how does God's word, uh, shape you and, and give you that, that purpose and that vocation? Call us today, 1 You're a miracle. You know that, right? A living, breathing, one-of-a-kind miracle. You were created to stand apart, to share your gifts in the service of others, to make an uncommon impact in a common world. And at Concordia University, it's our mission to help you do that, to live uncommon. To learn more about Concordia, go to cuw.edu.
Welcome back to the Coffee Hour Sherathon 21 edition. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We are talking with some great creatives today. We're talking with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman, Deaconess therapist, speaker, author, uh, Aaron Bodie, jazz artist, mm-hmm. and Tanner Olson, poet of Written to Speak. Uh, this is a, a lot of fun. We've talked about how how faith informs your art, how the Word of God shapes you, and, and that truth that you've learned in God's Word, how it it, it shapes you and your work. Let's look at it from the other side. Does art serve your faith in any way? Mm. Um, Tanner, let's start with you. Does art serve your faith? Can I just say yes, and then we move on to somebody <laughs> who's smarter than I am? <laughs> because, I mean, yeah, I mean, it most certainly does. I've been I've been thinking about art and creativity a lot over the last couple of weeks, trying to put together uh, like a, a message that I'd give around to schools and, and churches and stuff. And even when reading through the Gospels, you see a lot of like what Jesus does with creativity. And I think about the story when he heals the, the blind man um, and how he like, he takes his time, he spits on the mud, you know, swirls it around and then rubs it on the guy's eyes. And it's gross. Like, <laughs> let's just call it what it is. It's pretty gross. But it, but it's like there is some sort of creativity in, in what he does, right? I mean, and the same is true with turning water into wine. And so, yeah, definitely art serves my faith. I think about the artists that I look up to and admire and, and just what, what it is that they create, what it is that they share and how that leads me to be drawn closer to God. And I think the thing that art does, at, at least for me, is it just invites me to, to ask questions, to wonder and wander a little bit, and then, but also to go, to go deeper. Um, I, I think it's, it would be very difficult for me to uh, do what I do, or it'd be hard for anybody to really, you know, go deep in their faith without art. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I would say. Aaron, what about you? Does your, does your art inform your faith? Well, I, I would say, I mean, yes, um, my art, I suppose does, but I, I, I guess I would I, I am reminded so much of, of how some of the greatest art has, has informed my faith. I mean, I, I was just thinking, you know, when you asked the question about one of the greatest experiences I ever had musically was uh, getting to be a member of the St. Louis Symphony Chorus mm-hmm. um, in the early 2000s. Um, under the direction of Hans Fonk, uh, they did some incredible repertoire. And probably the greatest <laughs> choral experience I ever had was doing the St. Matthew's Passion, Bach St. Matthew's Passion, uh, with the orchestra and some incredible soloists. And just hearing, I mean, the, the, the arias and the, and the chorales and everything, obviously with Bach are, are the most incredible things. But I, I was just so fascinated because I got to hear it so many times. The recitative portions of that piece and and um and and how the the, the scripture is con- conveyed in what is supposed to be almost conversational is just so incredible and putting music to scripture is like like it couldn't always, it's like it's not powerful enough, you know, but then to put music to it and Bach, you know, who had this connection to the to the word was just it it i think that really um was it was a it was an experience that i will never forget and it's made me think of of music differently since having performed that piece because of how connected the music was with the word of god and i and i just think of that that that's possible i know it's possible (laughs) because of that yes absolutely what about you heidi how how does art inform your faith 
Yeah, I think in true Heidi Gaiman fashion, I accidentally answered this one in the last <laughs> round. Um, uh, I really think it's about that the reciprocity of it, you know, of course, faith informs our art and then art informs our faith because God made us within this reciprocal relationship where we come before him and he comes to us and back and forth and back and forth. And I think art works the same way. Um, and the writing in particular for my own faith walk does a lot of rooting. I think one thing that Tanner mentioned is that bringing you to a place of wonder. Um, and also it brings me to my knees. Like mm -hmm. there is not a day I write a page in a book that I don't feel completely inadequate mm -hmm. um, and have to face the mirror of incapability outside of Christ's goodness. And so then I have a God who speaks over me and says, you can do this. You are enough. You are capable. Um, and that's that reciprocity, I think. And I'm so thankful that God keeps at it. I can see why creatives throughout history, as Aaron was talking about, uh, Bach, other ones that came before God and found some hope because in the process, it can be really despair filled if you don't have that hope. Um, and so I think in that way, uh, God uses art to continuously turn us to that depth um, and then responds to us in that. One of the things that we talk about with Heidi every Monday on Mental <laughs> Health Monday here in the Coffee Hour is wellness and mm -hmm. and. Uh, as, as creatives, as artists, I would like to know, does that art play a role in your, your wellness? Does God use art to, to keep you well in some way? Aaron, how does, does God use this art to, to keep you well, keep you grounded? I know as a, as an artist, you're probably touring and busy when, <laughs> when it's not COVID. Um, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, but still keeping busy as an artist too, you mentioned earlier, you know, writing lyrics and, and staying busy with that. Mm -hmm. Does, does this art also serve to keep you well? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I I would think that the other panelists as well would would have the same feeling that that when you do <laughs> feel like you you know are are receiving something that that is that is um you know you, you want to say and and you're you're being creative that it the, that that ability to express feelings and thoughts and and all of that is is one of the most therapeutic things there is. I mean, it's it's um you know it's it's really kind of what i need every day and i always feel like um you know there's so many things that go along with you know being an independent kind of self-employed person <laughs> and you have to you have to deal with all of the business aspect of your career and all of that and that can be really daunting and and um it can really get you down and and or just com completely consume you um just trying to earn a living doing it but I always remember that when I get the chance to just sing and tell a story and express feelings and all of that, that that it's, it's the place I want to be in and it feels so good. And especially when you make a connection with somebody who's been through something similar or who knows what you're talking about, or you're communicating something really important in life, that's, that's what it's all about. It's, it's that moment and it's wonderful. Heidi, what about you? Uh, I, I have a feeling I know what your answer is, but how does, <laughs> how does art play a role in your wellness? 
Yeah, for me, it's all about processing, process, 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 process. Um, I'm like currently writing a book on emotions. And it's funny because I think in our culture, we're all about regulate, like regulate, get yourself under control, put it together, put it back inside. And art is nothing about putting it back inside. Instead, it's about having a space to let it out and uh, to connect, as Erin was just saying, with the people uh, and their stories and to share your own and have this place of both identity and belonging. And for our mental health, as well as our gen gen general wellness, identity and belonging are pretty huge. Those are two really big pieces. Um, and of course, God gives us both. And so when art connects to faith, it's a very um, grace-filled place to, to process and to receive that grace of God in a very clear fashion um, and, and just connect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Tanner, what about you? How does art play into your wellness? Uh, would it be appropriate if I read a poem to answer your question? Please. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just don't, I don't know if I have anything different to add because it certainly does play into my wellness. And one of the things that art does, this isn't the poem, by the way, uh, I'll let you know when it's the <laughs> But one of the things that it allows me to do is it allows me to just kind of like, just to be free mm -hmm. or to just to, to rest or to get lost. And, you know, like we talked about, get lost in the wonder. And so the other day I shared this short little poem and it goes like this. This, this is now the poem, okay? <laughs> and for a moment, nothing was holding me back or keeping me down. I forgot about it all. I was free. I was finally free. I forgot about death. I forgot about disease. I forgot about politics. I forgot about division. I forgot about my failures. I forgot about what I was worrying about moments before. I, for a moment, was lost in what I can only imagine was grace or, or peace or love or hope or all the above and then some, and maybe, well, maybe we are closer to heaven than we think. Now the poem is over. <laughs> that was so good. Yeah, so good. I, You all have just uh, encouraged me so much. Thank you so much for sharing your stories, for being a part of the share this year and uh, part of Coffee Hour. And keep mm -hmm. being creative. Keep yes. doing what you're doing. And uh, thanks so much for being our guest today. Deaconess Heidi Gaiman, always good to chat with you. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Aaron Bodie, a jazz artist. AaronBodie.com is where, is that right? Is that the right place to find more info? That's right. Very it good. is. AaronBodie.com. And you, I think uh -huh. you have a concert coming up very soon, right? You have some... Yeah, actually, tomorrow night I'm playing in a, in a park in U City and oh. um, with, yeah, outside. So we're hoping for good weather. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, Excellent. but it's, yeah, I don't get to perform so much now. So it's, yeah. it's really. I'm like excited and nervous. <laughs> Very good. Aaron, thanks so much for being a guest on the coffee hour. And Tanner Olson, written to speak. It's written to speak.com, correct? You got it. Thanks so got much, it. Tanner. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for sharing that great poem and, uh, and be well. Thanks for being our guest on the coffee hour. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere.